0: Hey guys, what is up? Episode 6. I'm Socially Inept. This is the Socially Inept Podcast. You probably figured that out by now. Today I'm going to take a little bit of a different direction in the beginning of this episode, and I'm going to talk about something that I feel everyone needs to hear about because it's something that has, in the past, helped me change my way of thinking and change my life, and I'm not into it right now, and I need to get back into it. And maybe this will be the spark that makes me 100%, you know, commit. Meditation, guided meditation, self guided meditation, all that jazz. If you've never tried it, I recommend 100% that you try it. I don't think it's coincidence that some of the most successful and happy people in the world promote meditation. They promote clean eating and exercise and, you know, waking up at 6 a.m., which I'm, that's right now, that's like waking up before. Waking up more than four hours before I have to go to work is like my biggest challenge right now. So I'm going to try to track that and and become more persistent in not failing to do so. Because whenever you do wake up early and remain productive, it's really, really good for your mental health. I mean, knowing that you can... So I go to work at 2 o'clock every day. So knowing that I wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning and for those six hours I get two things done, you know, that I 100% need to do. That is so much more satisfying to me than knowing that I got like 12 hours of sleep because I don't know. It, it's 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 awful for you to sleep way too much. I mean, I, I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a neurologist or anything like that. I don't know what, the way that it affects your brain. I know what it does for me, and I'm telling you from personal experience that too much sleep and inconsistent sleep patterns are extremely detrimental to your health and I think it's something we could all work on but back to the main topic meditation I have tried the guided meditations on YouTube and I love those some of the guys that I enjoy uh, Michael Seeley, Jason Stevenson they both kind of have content along the same lines it's sort of guided meditation that gives you a gives you the building blocks for doing your own meditation sessions and understanding like what goes into meditation, what is meditation without spelling it out for you. It's not a, you know, it's not meditation 101 by any means, but you'll start to see the patterns that um, are in each of these videos. And through that, you'll be able to create your own world in a sense. World's a weird world, weird, (laughs) weird to use for that, but when you understand why you're doing the things that you're doing during these meditations, like breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth and through your nose, out through your mouth, you're feeling your body move, things like that. It's, it gives you this sense of grounding and like remembering that you're a human walking the earth and not like just a consciousness that's going crazy and making yourself overthink things with anxiety. Everything goes away whenever you meditate. A lot of people promote doing it first thing in the morning for that reason. I, I, Typically do it at night, but I'm trying to get out of that habit because one thing I will tell you about um, all of those meditations is a lot of them label themselves as like guided sleep meditation, which is like you pretty much kind of cheat. You, you throw your um, headphones in as you're going to sleep, and then you'll hear you know what he's saying, and you can either choose to follow it as much as you can, or you can kind of just drift off. And I think that you still do get the effects because you're hearing what he's saying when you're like getting into your first stage of sleep. So you're still kind of conscious and you're understanding what's going on. Um, I really, really thoroughly enjoy those guided meditations. Once again, Michael Seeley and Jason Stevenson, if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, or heard about that type of stuff, I would recommend that you go check it out. I challenge you to try it at least one time and call me a a dummy. If (laughs) you don't feel better the next day, because, I seem to always feel a, a whole lot better the next day. So on to something a little more lighthearted and fun. I did go see the Lego movie too with my fiance and her little brothers last week, last weekend uh, recently. It was pretty good. Um, I would recommend it. It was interesting It had a great story. I like the way they blended some of the different mediums. I won't get too deep into that because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, they had an interesting satire in there for like interesting way that they decided to satire musicals and being as I despise musical, my fiance loves them, but I despise musicals, uh, that made it really enjoyable for me. And I know a lot of people complained about the musical numbers, but I thoroughly enjoyed them. I thought they were really, really funny. Um, there's one in there, uh, like starring Batman or about Batman, like a Batman rather. And, uh, it it was really, really good. So the uh the villain was kind of weak, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't super engaged. I just I enjoyed the movie. It was a children's movie that adults can 100% enjoy and I think that they went into it knowing that uh their half of their audience was going to be adults some of which didn't even come with uh children. So, I mean, they uh I think, they, I think they nailed it. They hit the mark for a sequel, and that's something that I don't say very often, so... Applauds to The Lego Movie 2. That being said, I didn't want to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about this. The Aladdin trailer looks horrible, and I'm going to be honest, I've never seen Aladdin. I don't really care for some of the old Disney movies. I know I'll get crucified for that, but I really don't. I don't care for some of the old Disney movies. But, I mean... This thing looks like a bad, like, Bollywood movie. <laughs> like, it looks like a low-budget, like, movie made in India, and it's it's like a multi-million dollar production, I'm assuming. Jafar looks like a B-grade turd of an actor who's not intimidating at all. Will Smith's genie did not deserve as much crap as he got, though. The dude has literal impossible shoes to fill. They should have picked, like, Bill Murray. But then again, I guess if they're going to have a genie, it needs to be a different take on the character. Maybe Will Smith's genie will be a little more serious. I just can't see, like, Fresh Prince goofiness along with the awful pacing that this movie seems like it's going to have. Like, Uncle Phil, I (sighs) I don't know. This is definitely gonna be the type of movie, though, that you are gonna rent from Redbox to make fun of with your buddies on a Friday night. You know, not um, not anything worthwhile. I don't. I definitely would not pay to see it in theaters. I wouldn't be surprised if this was one of those deals that like ends up getting a screening and then they're like, "Oh my god, what do we do? Everyone hated it." You know, like it's gonna be a walkout. But maybe I am wrong. Maybe the the CGI we saw in the trailer was not finished. I mean, we said this stuff about Aquaman, and then Aquaman supposedly was good. Um, so speaking of things that were executed just about as poorly as possible, the Grammys, I didn't watch them. They were poop. Um, Leo, oh my God, am I having a stroke? Leon Bridges deserved the best R&B album was what I was trying to say. Um, Leon Bridges is awesome. If you haven't heard of him, go listen to him. He's super sick. I think this is America winning two Grammys was kind of a ploy for like the Academy to show that or I guess whoever you call the people that uh, vote for the Grammys. But I feel as if it was sort of a ploy for them to show that it's not a popularity contest and they really are in touch with the media and the youth and they, they know what's hot and what's not. And then they turned right around and pissed in our faces and gave Cardi B rap album of the year. Was it Rap Album of the Year or was it album? I think it was Rap Album. It was definitely Album of the Year. I'll admit that she deserved Song of the Year for I Like It. It was an instant hit. It was on radio stations everywhere, and I actually enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed someone like Nipsey Hussle or, I don't know, like a J-Rock or, G- of course, Earl Sweatshirt, but he wasn't even nominated, to actually get a Rap Album of the Year because, I mean— Let's be honest. Cardi B did not have rap album of the year. Invasion of Privacy. No one knows more than like three songs off of that. And I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. And I, I think that um, the only reason that I support the fact that Mac Miller did not win rap album of the year is because he went more of like a soulful R&B direction with that record. And um, I don't know. It's people. People kind of crapped on him about that because oh yeah, Mac totally deserved it Mac did deserve it but for a different reason you know I think that he deserved more of a more toward an album of the year than rap album of the year because it wasn't a, a, a hip-hop record and I think he would have agreed you know with that but who am I to say? um I mean who am I kidding though the people that voted for this stuff hasn't, haven't heard the albums they probably thought that you know swimming had like rap anthems on it <laughs> Um, but shout out though, Pharrell Pharrell Williams did get producer of the year and he deserves it. He deserves it every year. Everyone likes a good Pharrell beat. Um, shout out to Sweetener. Uh, the Grammys were poorly executed though and I felt that, uh, I only needed to catch the highlights of them. It was one of those deals where it was like, I can go watch DJ academics talk about it and feel like I watched a freaking show, you know? Anyway, um, to tie off to cap off whatever there was a trifecta of things this year that are on their last leg and have been ruined over the years and the the last piece of that trifecta has to be the Super Bowl um i didn't watch the Super Bowl i'm glad i didn't watch the Super Bowl because it would, would have been like a waste of my time but um i don't mean to sound pompous it d- normally i do watch the game i enjoy it you know but uh, I knew it was going to be crappy because the Patriots... That dude has like six rings now. It's insane. Uh, so this was the first year, though, that like I went to work. I didn't hear anything about the game. I didn't hear anything about the commercials. All I heard was how crappy the halftime show was. But I mean, what did you expect from a Maroon 5 cross Travis Scott? <laughs> you know, like what, what? What were these people thinking? But I did find a lot of happiness in the fact that a bunch of super old conservative men who only look forward to the Super Bowl, like, all year, like, that's the only thing that they love. That's their only, like, good family outing. And then the guy gets a little bit too drunk and, like, kind of, you know, like, yells at his kid because he won't shut up. And, like, it keeps asking for, like, more dip for the chips. And he's like, shut up, Jimmy. I'm trying to watch the game. Um, they had to sit through a Travis Scott performance, let alone the one as bad as, like, the, the clip that I saw. Like, I mean... Oh, my God, I'm just imagining this this old, I don't mean to sound like I'm stereotyping, but a, a very old white-haired man who has been watching football for years and has seen, I don't know, like Freddie Mercury play. I don't know if he ever played a Super Bowl, but you get the point. It's funny. What is this crap on a it, 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 it I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing people complain about that. But, I mean, dude, football's got to be rigged, though. Like, the owner, of the, oh, the owner of the Patriots has got to be, like, a, a Rothschild or, or something like that. Like, we're talking about, like, six Super Bowls. That's ridiculous. How, how can you still enjoy watching something whenever it's the same thing every year? That's like if they released a new episode of Family Guy every week, but it was the same jokes, which would kind of do that. But you get the point. Maybe, you know, something interesting. Maybe the United States government actually makes the Patriots win. Oh, I hit my boom. <laughs> makes the Patriots win to kind of like subtly shove nationalism down America's throat. Because no one cares anymore. No one's like, yeah, man, go the U.S. We're kind of all like, yeah, it sucks a little bit. Um, But I mean, good luck, Illuminati, because no one really cares about football anymore. So it's <laughs> that. Your efforts your efforts don't go unnoticed, but I'm sorry to say that you will not triumph. So I think the cold weather's getting the best of me, and I'm starting to sound like a white version of James Earl Jones, so I'm going to go ahead and cut this one off. Uh, tune back in next week for another episode of the Social Net Podcast. Drop a like if you enjoyed. Drop a dislike if you didn't enjoy. Send me feedback. Follow me on Instagram at Socially Net Podcast. Yeah, that's it. Peace.